must keep sport and politics separate. No sport is politics. Um, yes. The way of the yeah. world. It was invented as a political thing by the Greeks. The Romans perfected it, and it's been that way ever since. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Hello, you are listening to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast about having fun with toy cars, Skeletrics ones, that kind of thing, you know, or Carrera if you're listening in Germany, or Revel if you're listening in America. Anyway, slot cars. Uh, my name's Scott. And I'm Nick, and I've got Supergirl on my glasses, um, which is really <laughs> causing me problems. Um, and the reason I've got Superglue on my glasses, unfortunately they do come off, it's just on the lenses, is um, that I've been building far too many slot cars in the week before Christmas. And so uh, inadvertently sort of went like that. And now the world's a bit of a blur, which is sort of a spur to get my new glasses sorted out anyway. And is, uh, is it having any detrimental effect on your painting? I mean, are you getting the lines vaguely where they should be? Uh, there's always some discussion about that. But um, no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little bit. Um, no, I take them off to do the paintings. Okay, just, just so it's, you'd let the artistic muse take its fl- take flight. <laughs> see, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I want to see the end result. You just trust let in fate to, to put the paint where it needs to be painted. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's very good. Um, I think therefore we should really kick off by what have you been painting, uh, building then? Yeah. I know, obviously, but I'm going to pretend not for the purposes of the audience. Um, so there's one that's just about finished, bar some Michelin decals, which I can't find anywhere. Um, so if anyone, any viewers, listeners, uh, people that just stumbled across this and go, oh, I've got those decals. Um, yeah, it's the Michelin late 1990s that was... Um, prevalent in the World Rally Championship. Yes, we're talking about slot rally cars again. Sorry. Um, I built <laughs> Richard Burns's 1998, 25 years ago. Can you believe it? Ooh, it was 18 years the, crowd, ago. the crowd sees car and goes, ooh, pretty slot car. Um, so this is the new Scale Auto Evo 5. Evo 6s are available. Um, actually, I think it's just a headlight different um the yeah it's here it's uh, going to be very quick because it's scale auto it's in line and therefore you think ooh, it's slot rally gb compatible but no no it is not because <laughs> scale auto <laughs> no. in its infinite wisdom has made it a foot too wide in scale which means that it's, it's scale, but... uh 62 millimeters from the outside of each tire on the rear axle, which means that it can't go into the 80s and 90s slot rally class because it needs to be 60 millimetres across. Now, you could, in theory, take the four-wheel drive band off and the pulley system and push the wheels in by 2 mil, but why would you do that? Don't know. So I probably will, and I'll probably put staff's wheels on it because I find these wheels quite disappointing. Um, the the um, the inserts stick out proud. I've sanded them down, sanded them down, and they still stick out proud. 
So, um, which that is a bit odd, isn't it? Because yeah, it's a bit odd. Um, is that look, because I they're trying to... little, little number plate on the front made that oh. one? Tell everybody why. I know the story, but tell tell everybody why. Well, when you put the lamp pods on the front, it covers up the number plate. And also, the British government isn't too keen on people just sticking a sticker on the front bumper pointing that way when the when the police have got their cameras pointing at you that way. So, yeah, I remember um, the, the other thing, some foreign rally cars were was tiny, tiny little, almost motorcycle-sized number plates, wouldn't they? <laughs> and, you know, every now and again, a, a copper would go, uh, you're not having that, mate. Yeah, get, that, get, get something big on there. Oh, that's good. Have you run it at all yet? No, you haven't run it. It's not been... Not yet, no. Um, but I have, you know, been sort of super detailing the crew and the driver, uh, the co-driver, Robert Reed, has actually got multiple uh, pages of notes in his hands. And, uh, yeah, they're quite cool. Um, but, yeah, it was 25 years ago last month that Richard won what was billed as the Battle of Britain between him and Colin McRae. And mm-hmm. um, it was 18 years ago yesterday, we're filming on Monday, that we lost Richard. Uh, it's a, so it seems like yesterday. The rally seems it, like yesterday, but losing Richard seems like yesterday. It's, um, yeah, the time does seem to have galloped on. This may be because we're getting old, but it could also be because nothing terribly interesting has happened. Or oh, that's wrong. Sebastian Loeb and Sebastian. But um, <laughs> there's been very few people not called Sebastian winning rallies in the intervening sure. period. So they kind of all, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Loeb is fantastic, but yeah, it's just, you know, pick a year, they all look the same kind of thing. Um, uh, and so that gets a bit, that, I think that's partly why, but mostly it's probably because we're old. That's very old. So um, <laughs> another thing I'm doing is my uh, Ford Escort RS2000 Mark One, uh, one of two. So using the Airfix 132nd scale kit, 100 years old. Um, uh, many people have converted into slot cars. I haven't so far. Uh, I got two um, for a tenner. So I was like, I'm, I'm amazed they were that cheap, to be honest. I thought those kits were really rare, well, but one, obviously not. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, well, Lawrence is selling me one of his, so that's one. And then I've got another one. Facebook Marketplace is brilliant. Um, it's totally different to eBay in that people just stick old toot on there and it was in a mix of stuff and I was like, oh, I'll give you a fiver for that. Went, okay. Um, so that was cool. It, it's, I only wanted the body anyway, so you know, that's actually you know, quite serious money for the number of components I'm using. And um, <laughs> yeah, Lawrence bought a twin pack with the Ford Focus and the Escort from Airfix. The Ford Focus being the scale electric model turned into a static kit which he's now put turning back into a scale electric model because he's crazy <laughs> uh, it's not like there's not too many scale electric Ford Focuses around. It's not real, are those I've never bought one of those, are they literally just the slot car without the motor and the guide then I mean it's the same chassis and the same, or has it got a different Basically, chassis on yeah, it? Yeah, the, the chassis has been sort of filled in and but yeah, it's it's largely the same. I bought the Ford Fiesta and Mini WRC pair, um, thinking, excellent, this is a cheap way to build a couple of slot cars. No, no, they learnt the lesson. They've actually turned those into proper kits, although they are um, still, the, the bodies are based on the slot cars, but they are different, um, which is annoying 
because I wanted to do a mini with that. I just was so bored of stripping liveries, particularly scale electric liveries, because they just, now that they're all one decal, they turn into this sort of concrete mush that takes, once you've broken it down enough to be able to pull it off sort of a thing, it's then stuck forever as a mush. So uh, that's annoying. Um, And so is the airfix kit. But no, Lawrence wanted to build, and he is building uh, on a 3D chassis, a scale electric um, focus, which you can do easily from the airfix kit as it was. Well, I've... As you know, a bit of a sort of sideways step in that. As you know, I've been having another one of my little solo rallies. I'm in the midst yes. of it. I've only done two stages. Um, uh, having a lot of fun. Thank you very much. But the um, uh, thinking about slot rally for next year and all the classes and things, and I was I lobbied hard for there to be a standard electric class because, as you know, because you've been rallying more recently than I have, there's a lot of speed craze morons with you know, wide you know, with. <laughs> Cars going very fast, which are uh, very low, very heavy, very tuned. Um, so, although I think it, I think it slightly breaks the rules because um, you're only allowed two cars in any given class. I think out of, the, out of your four car entry, I'm definitely going to enter two standard electric cars. Excellent. Partly because I'm lazy because I can't be bothered tuning lots of things, but also because I think that's really what we should do. And the other two, I might. Just as a as a kind of prototype for next year, run standard standard SCX cars um, okay. because they are they are cheap and cheerful and readily available. And if people wanted to to run them, I would do Carrera, but there aren't very many Carrera rally cars. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> they're pretty thin on the ground, those. Um, but uh, the the uh, yeah, there's, I think there's two or three, but that's about it. Um, so and. Uh, and, and and the Subaru, Subaru and the Peugeot. The there's a Peugeot, yeah. yeah. So there's um, yeah, not many. So um, so I don't expect I'll do terribly well, which would be great. But I'll I'll don't I won't have spent hours having a lot but, of fun, having yeah. a lot of frustration. Sorry, uh, trying to tune a car. So that's my so I don't know. Well, focus. SCX and scale hmm. electric are a separate. So it doesn't really matter what class they're in, does it? It's like whoever's the fastest standard scale electric, one, two, three, and the standard SCX, one, two, three. It doesn't matter what class they're in. I don't think there's a, I don't think there is, there's definitely a class, a, a standard scale electric class. I don't know yeah. if that's a subset. So it would be a standard so scale electrics, but it's in modern or whatever. Um, class no, within the class. So it's one, two, three yeah. overall. So, so okay, well, that's why. That's, that's what sparked my Subaru thing, because I'm pretty sure that the Subaru is going to be one of the better cars. I've also got this uh, Scale Electric Stratos. Oh. Which no, actually, I've never... Mm-hmm. It, it does everything that I really, really, really get cross with Scale Electric for. It's got an FF motor. It's uh-huh. got a fixed front axle. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a little guide. But I took it to a board track. Um, what are they called? Uh, Pinewood. We took it to uh-huh. Pinewood when we went to look at their one thirty second scale track as a potential new home uh, when we left Farnham for what turned out to be Farnborough, and we just took along some odd cars. And I took this odd car. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant on wood. It's really, really smooth with the controller turned all the way down because it's an FF motor um, with no magnet. It was a, a gem to drive, and I'm thinking. Hmm, yeah, I'm in it as a slot rally car. 
So, um, yeah. And, and, and so Lawrence and I both sort of spend a lot of the week pontificating on which standard scale electric car in particular, because SCX cars will all cope with a slot rally. They're just not going to be as quick as the modern SRCs, NSRs, etc. I yeah, I think you, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. There are some cars, my team slot car at the last one I did, on Rob's wood-routed track was great, really smooth and fast. And that was the first stage I did, so it was a bit of a false dawn. And then it was on to all the you know, old Skeletrics and cut-up Ninko and all that sort of thing. And yeah. it was terrible because anyhow there was a bump, it was just bump, 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 bump. You know, it was getting kicked all over the place because it's rigid, there's no suspension. So yeah, I think if you if you could guarantee that all the stages were going to be made from wood, Carrera, Skeletric Sport, or Polycar, <laughs> then you would be. But then I get, that's kind of like that's kind of like real rallying, isn't it? If it's a tarmac rally, then you know, be fine. But it's off road. Yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't. I'm just. No, I just decided that's. I'm going to try and do that. Um, but we'll see. That's. I may change my mind because it's not. When's the first round? March months away. Also launched this week from Polycar, is a Lotus seventy two which was driven by Jochen Rint, uh, and notable for two reasons. One, it doesn't have any wings because they were running at Monza. This is 1970, early days of the Lotus 72. Uh, and to go a bit faster, they tried it without a rear wing or any nose wings. Now, I don't know how much downforce was being produced by 1970s Grand Prix wings. Probably some, but not a huge amount by anywhere near today's standards. Um uh, and my recollection, your motorsport knowledge is better than my recollection, he crashed in that car, uh, and it was a fatal accident. He died. But it wasn't not having the wings that did it. I think it was the brakes that failed, was I think. Was it? So that car has been modelled. So it's famous as it's the you know the car which Jochen Rint died in, as was earlier this year, the, the Gilles Villeneuve car. And I think we've talked about this before. And, is that somehow or other? Is that in bad taste? Is that commemorating something? It's it actually that car actually happened. It's not been modelled in a mangled up form. Uh, it's modelled as it as it raced or practiced in that case. Um, and I remember several years back, I was a big mini champs collector, so lots of DTM cars and Formula One cars, and then they branched out into sort of other stuff. And one of the cars they made was the Lincoln convertible that GFK was assassinated whilst he was in. Uh, with little right. JFK and I'm Jackie sure. sat in the back, and you go, okay, uh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> and again, you know, they wasn't they, they weren't modelled post uh, the interaction of Lee Harvey Oswald, um, but that's you know that's what makes it that's what gives oh, it, it the interest, as it were. Now whether that's a <laughs> no, it definitely was. <laughs> Having listened to seven hours worth of. The Bill Hicks joke when he's saying that he uh, he went to the book depository in Dallas and uh, they they've got it all in fenced off um, and he's like and they now call it the Sniper's Nest and he said it's exactly how it was on the day because Oswald's not in there. <laughs> uh, the reason why the reason why they fenced it off is that anyone could go up to the window and go. There's no way I can't even see the road. What? So um, yeah, that was yeah. Uh... no. Well, I I I heartily having I had seen my 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 other favourite podcast. The rest is history. Just a couple of weeks ago, I did seven episodes, which sounds like a lot, but it was it was good on the the assassination and the police investigation and the subsequent checks and 
and indeed the conspiracy theories, which range as wide as aliens. Uh, so every other government under the sun, they see everybody. But um, and apparently, as part of that, the, the, despite what it says in the um, the Oliver Stone movie and the JFK yeah. movie, um, other marksmen have done have tried to do the same uh, frequency and accuracy and have beaten it. It's not <laughs> they, they can do it. Um, so it's not quite the mystery that uh, that movie. Paint, tried to paint it out to be um, still still a good movie. Anyway, but I digress. The point being that models of things, and if you start to sort of think, well, you make a model of something. I mean, if you make a model of Enola Gay, so the, the B-29 that dropped the first atomic bomb on Hiroshima, if you're going to make a model of a B-29, you're probably going to make Enola Gay. <laughs> but even if you make a model of any military vehicle that took part in a conflict, not only was it designed to kill people, it probably actually did. Turning to, I won't ask what you're getting for Christmas because they probably like me, you not getting a slot car because people never buy you slot cars because they always say, I don't know which one to get you. And the answer is anyone. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just get me. Um, leading up to Christmas, of course, all the brands have been doing. Or not all the brands, I think most of them have been doing some sort of thing. So several things have stood out for me, one of which, uh, and neither of us are wearing it, because uh, we didn't get sent one, frankly. Uh, I mean, I think we might have worn one had we been sent one, which was a Skeletrix Christmas jumper. Oh, um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know what they're made of, but they're, they're really bright. Um, if so, it's like anyway. my Beatles one, it's probably very flammable wool. I worry most of the time about these things are they're kind of designed for... One possibly two uses, aren't they? But you know they're they're, they're, not, they're not the most yes. fire retardant things. Uh, so that's so let's do it. But they're also doing uh, as part of their kind of countdown, their advent, if you will. They've blurred out what are supposed to be pictures of soon to be announced new cars. I think there's been two of them, and I'll put images on to the YouTube thing. But for, uh, but obviously, a verbal description of a blurred image is imagine something slightly grey and fuzzy. That's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. But one of them, to me, looks very much like a New York taxi cab, as a you know the big yellow thing. Um, it does, and I agree with you on that. In fact, when I emailed Simon on something completely unrelated this week, I said, "Oh, well done for making a checker cab." They reply, obviously, but it was like yeah, that's that's what it is to me. Okay. And the other one is looks like a sort of Bugatti stroke lamp, some sort of mid-engined exotica sports car thing. So I don't know what they've not made or what they've got to update. McLaren, maybe? Not McLaren. What's the new one? Yeah, call it McLaren. Freudian slip. Um, the uh, Gordon Murray car, um, which just looks like a McLaren <laughs> for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Ooh, has Gordon got a new car out? Okay. Well, I, yes. Um just they're made just along the road from us, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. The other thing that's interesting, I think Skeletrix guys have said this, but certainly Airfix have, and as you know, the same company, that rather than do the beginning of the year, here's everything we're going to make for the year announcement, because they then get grief from everybody going, oh, why is that not arrived yet? Um, they're just going to announce some things, then they're going to do announcements throughout the year. So I don't know if we probably won't get a big sort of 50-car announcement in January. And having said that, we might do it. But So I think we, we, there may just be a drip of a couple of them. But one 
which uh, is not an overt hint, uh, but it's I think it well it is, but not by them. So racing in the recent Gulf 12-hour race, uh, endurance race, was a GT3 Ferrari, uh, the new one, 293. Uh, and the livery, and again, I'll put pictures up, was mostly red and blue with written prominently across all its flanks and its wing the words Carrera and Revel. Now, <laughs> call me... <laughs> Call me suspicious, but does that I would be surprised if they would sponsor a car that they're not going to make a model of. That would seem odd. So cool. I'm predicting, based on a real one, that that's going to be a new Carrera. Um, and when I asked uh, my chap at Carrera, he said, there's enough leaks, I'm not telling you anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dave... Uh, Slotar, who for those of us, so if you're looking for on YouTube for Slotar, Slot with an R, and um, he's been doing a daily advent countdown. And Dave's famous on his videos when he's making stuff for the track or cars of drinking a lot of coffee. So there's always sort of lots of cups of coffee evident in his videos. So he's got something which I presume is 24 different coffees from around the world in little pouches. So each one starts with a new coffee for the day, which he makes. Then he's got a car from his collection, which he talks about and why it was significant to him or whatever. And then he tells what he's attributing to, and perhaps this is, you know, we have to take his word for it, one of his wife's bad Christmas cracker-style jokes. Um, so as I say, it's, it's all good. Uh, the jokes are, you know, shall we say, as variable as the coffee. Um, but having to produce five-minute little videos on a daily basis because <laughs> he can't just use the same thing. He's got to film it all, uh, each one. I, I admire his dedication to the task. How much stuff has he built uh, in, in the advent period so far? Well, he's, he's not, it's, it's things he's already got. In terms of the cars, it's cars he's already okay. got. But So each one is a different coffee and a different joke. Um, but he's talking about... This was his first car, or was his first Revo slot, or which car he uses as a camera car when he does the filming, that sort of thing. So, right. but in other in other videos, yeah, he's built things for the track, or he's modified cars. He's um he's really he's really into his uh, Revo slot. He's a big Revo slot fan. Oh, we had a question, didn't we? We had a question about the NASCARs. Ah yes, your NASCARs. Um, shall I shall I um, do a quick run through? They are, in fact, yeah. they were correctly identified <laughs> by a person as being one twenty four um, diecasts. Um, some of them are signed. Bubba Wallace here is signed. So I've got three at the bottom here. One, two, three, which are. Um, my favourite podcasters. The spotters for those cars have a show called Door Bumper Clear, which is on every Tuesday after each NASCAR race. Um, spotters are extremely garrulous people. They have very, very few self-censorship tools available to them. And they, um, <laughs> they quite often turn up drunk as well because, you know, the race is finished, so they go to the bar and then uh, fly home and record on a Monday. And... Um, yeah, it's always very entertaining. And through lockdown, when our industry stopped, it sort of kept me going. So this one is a particular favourite. Um, Brett Griffin, who's probably the biggest motor mouth in NASCAR, is, was the spotter for this car. This was Clint Bowyer's 
car and it was sponsored by Barstool Sports. And so Barstool Sports sort of, it's an American um, website which um, does news from all sorts of sports. They took an interest in NASCAR and they sponsored Clint Bowyer for a race with this ridiculous livery which says things like, too big, too strong, too American. And um, (laughs) back-to-back World War champs. And (laughs) USA, undefeated since 1776. Which, you know, historically, you might want to ask yourself a question about that. Um, Where Cuba, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, all of that stuff. Then there's a Bubba Wallace car because Freddie Kraft is on the show. He's very funny. Um, TJ Majors used to spot for um, Dale Jr. And then he went to Joey Logano and everyone hated him because not many people like Joey Logano. And then he, he, but he does still spot for Jr. when he makes his comeback drive. So I've got a a junior Xfinity car spotted by TJ. And then all the rest of these ones up here are my Dale Jr. and Dale Sr. cars. And so the KFC one is the one that got me into the sport. It's the first race I watched in its entirety, the Winn-Dixie 250. And Dale got punted off at the same point where his father was killed in 2000. This is in 2004. Three years later, Dale Jr. got punted off at the same place and they interviewed him afterwards. And the interview he gave was so good. That's sort of what sold me on the sport. Um, and then up here, this is a particular favourite. Dale Senior's car when he won Talladega going from 17th to 1st in five laps at the end. Um, unbelievable stuff. With the big donut on the side that he got from sort of nerfing his way through. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what sits in the background of, of the podcast. And, and have life. you got... Have you got any uh, slot NASCARs? I've got, yes, lots. Uh, <laughs> and lots that I have built. And so Carrera is probably going to see some business off me, which uh, Mark put that one in the history books. Um, yeah, for, for the next-gen cars, which they're bringing out. So does that mean that you are, like me, um, prone to the fantasy of a routed sort of semi-scale banked oval Yes. To run NASCARs on, yes. My, I would, my, that... my former um, father-in-law, for want of a better description. Um, no, that's pretty accurate. It's, it's yeah, got all the enough. tenses and relationship there. We can plot <laughs> that one. He ran a club for more than 40 years, probably closer to 50 years, um, on a scale quarter mile running brisker stock cars and bangers. Um, and um, that was some of the most fun racing you can do. There's four cars at a time, staggered at the start because obviously the lane lengths are different, and they have a pinch down the back straight and a pinch round 180 degrees so that you know plenty of contact occurs. It's a bit like racing at Farnborough, really. But we don't need the pinches. <laughs> I was going to say, some people don't need the narrow tracks. But <laughs> um, well, that's a whole other kettle of yeah, corners. And he and I often talked about you know, maybe a half mile banked track because he routed his own track. He was an engineer at Fords. And um, he, uh, yeah, he, he knew his way to, to engineer pretty much anything. And, um, yeah, it was occasionally a conversation. 
I I often kind of you know the I, the IRL cars and the NASCARs. I think wouldn't these be fantastic? You're just sort of standing there, that kind of sweep that you get. Um, I've only been to one NASCAR race, so it's probably having too much of an impact on me. But that kind of where you can see the banking, and of course the thing is, you want to run digital because you want ten or twenty cars sort of whole, chasing after each other. Um, yeah, but I, I think probably you would go to months of effort and considerable expense to build such a track, and then you would run on it for fifteen minutes, half an hour, and go. It's a bit dull, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I built one out of Carrera. Um, and the bankings the are too tight, aren't they? For the Radius 4 and Radius 3. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, that... that You need four people committed to it. You, you, know, you, you need to be at sort of the same level. Then it, then it can sort of work. And you watch the videos online of people that build big Carrera triovals and stuff for their vintage Carrera NASCARs in America and mm. Canada. And yeah, when they're really going for it. But it probably works better as digital than analog, possibly. Um, yeah, you need a lot of cars and that kind of, you know, bumping and gently yeah. changing lanes. So they are well, um, My wife's already said many, many times you can race toy cars, that's absolutely fine. You can build toy cars, that's absolutely fine. But if you get into the digital arena and start putting in pit stops and stuff and doing strategies, I am leaving. That's interesting that she's that that aware of the intricacies of, so it's not just a blanket toy cars, that she understands there's a digital element and all. And, uh, but you've obviously been talking about it then. That's I did what... sort of say, you know, I did say, I think it was, you, know, you think I'm bad, there are guys that do this. <laughs> I so you were trying to throw somebody else under the bus <laughs> to make yourself look good. Totally, You'll never totally believe these saddles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite. Um, and she was like, well, at that point, if you if I see one of those coming in the house, I'm off. <laughs> she'd never know, mate. Unless she looks underneath for the diode, she'd never know. <laughs> You'd be all right. <laughs> You'd be all right. Um, <laughs> now, um, the other thing that I was going to you last show, you were... Uh, Champing at the bit for the post, but some things arrived. So let's have a bit of show and tell for the. Okay. What, what did so, you? This what was what my, eventually arrived, I should say. Yeah, uh, my Black Friday purchase from Spain, because it sold out everywhere. I don't think we got many in of the Danny Sordo twenty twenty Rally Sardinia winning uh, Hyundai. Um, I think most of them went to Spain because obviously. Danny Sordo things sell out in seconds in Spain. Um, and the, the, I've seen the Nils Solans livery that came out after that, and there are many, many Rallycross liveries for it because SCX is pushing the Rallycross. Anyway, that was considerably cheaper to buy in Spain and have posted here on a Black Friday deal um, than it could ever have been, even if I'd have found them when they were in stock. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm hoping at Christmas somebody buys me the newly released Oit Tanak 2023 uh, SCX Puma to run with it, um, and also yeah, because that's a rally that I worked on. I did Safari Rally this year, so um, it would be nice to have a set of. I've got 20, 22, and 23. Actually, no, I just want the Puma. I've got 2022 20, and 2023 20, kits. Of the Toyota Yaris. In fact, I should have got that one out because of the, the Yaris kit these years, haven't I? 
um, that's just arrived, and numerous car of the year things, most beautiful car Ooh. of the year, best car of the year. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, there's no competition. That is the car of the year. Um, you, they drive, I am told, you told me, in fact, that they drive so weakly. They're the very, very nice, yeah. Oh, my um, one, I mean, I, I can only talk about the, the one I've got, yeah. They, uh, they look the business, um, they are in line, they've got a tray interior, there's no messing about, none of your fun interior. Um, <laughs> no messing about. And uh, it's, yeah, there are things of loveliness. So we look forward with bated breath to what the 2024 Rover releases are. I imagine they're going to be like the Sierras are in my house and plentiful over the next few years. Um, well, to, yeah, I, will, I hope so. I think it's one of, I mean, again, you know, that's occasional free advice to slot car manufacturers. If I worked at Skeletrix, and clearly I don't, <laughs> <laughs> if I worked at Skeletrix, I would be mining some of those recent slash not that old molds that they've got because I don't think they made that many Sierras. Uh, I don't think they made, you know, like 6R4s. There's still 6R4 liveries that could be done, Quattro liveries. There seems to be a lot of uh, recent cars which could have been done rather than just doing, I don't know, half a dozen liveries. They could be every year. You could always have in this year's livery of, I don't maybe not every year. And I know we're mad keen on certain eras, but it seems to be all the evidence suggests that kind of 90s, 80s, 90s is the sweet spot at the minute for nostalgia. So uh, I'm hoping, I'm in, in my little rally that I'm having at the minute, I'm running two of my SCX Sierras. Boy, what a nice car that is. It's your know, SCX didn't used to be, you know, the axles weren't always straight, <laughs> the gears didn't always mesh, all that kind of stuff. But when you got a sweet one, they were lovely. I've got three of those Sierras, and they all run absolutely sweet as a nut. They are um, very good cars. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, want, I had one, sold it, and I want to get another one because I want to paint it pink because the Mr. Tompkinson Gwyndaff Evans livery is available. Okay. And I don't right. have a Gwyndaff car, and I feel there's a hole in my collection without the car that Gwyndaff drove. You've, this is a, yeah, well, you've got, since last week, there's a, there is a Seat. There was a limit, um, Short run of a Seat that he ran um, yes, in the British Championship. Pink, no, it was, if you need a pink car, then if it's a very short collection of pink cars, that'd be that one. I, think I pulled out the cupboard when I sat back down, which would not make any sense if I edit that bit out. Um, but I sat back down. Uh, is my Christmas car? I am very fond of this uh, for a number of reasons because um, I think it's kind of suitably well. So it's an, a Mercedes SLR. Um, but on white wall tyres, which I don't think they ever ran on, but that's fine. Um, and it's got Santa driving, of course, the big man. Uh, but in the passenger seat is a baby in a basket, uh, apparently not secured in any shape or form, uh, <laughs> and, set, and facing forward rather than rearward. So, you know, have to have a word there. Um, but the baby has a halo, uh, so maybe uh, his protection... That's superior to a replica of how I was brought home from hospital in the back <laughs> of an empty widget. Did you have a halo, Nick? I didn't have a halo. No. <laughs> are you, claim, are you claiming some sort of minor definition? <laughs> <laughs> the only halo what, D, I've ever it? had 
yeah. you put on me last week digitally. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I did. did I? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, I just think the the notion, the, the number of you know the Santa, the baby Jesus uh, being delivered in a, like a vintage yeah. Mercedes sports car. Yeah. I think the tires are about as hard as a hazelnut, but um, huh. so. Uh, and I'll, there's a mic that's still there, but anyway, I shall I shall take it out and give it a uh, a few parade laps, um, which I'll, I might put up as a little short if nice. I can if I can manage to film and drive at the same time. Well, no, my parents, but they brought me home from hospital having just been born in an MG midget, which meant taking my carry cot and wedging it behind their seats. Um, you know, sort of a hands device if it won't move. Um, it's. Uh, I was going to say well, you you're you're quite a bit younger than me, so I was going to say back in those days, um, you know, it was perfectly acceptable. Was I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they were both smoking at the time. You know, they drove me back from the hospital, <laughs> wedged in behind their two seats in the two seat car. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. yeah, yeah, and none of it has done you any harm whatsoever. None at all. None at all. <laughs> You haven't ended up car crazy or anything just because you went home an empty midget. That's good. No. Um, right. Oh, oh, oh. Is, shall we call it a D? I'll tell no, you what. You know, we've we, mm. we've I've tried valiantly to keep off slot rally cars, but you know we're going to have to edit some of this stuff out anyway. So I'll stick something in which yeah. could be serviceable. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're optimism with my editing skills. <laughs> What I really need is some sort of, you know, that kind of elevator. Dee, 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 dee. Vision on, yeah, maybe we'll have a little. Oh, quite. Right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's an joke. 3D chassis have arrived for Slot Rally GB next year. So I'm going back to Rally Cars again. This is safe there. I can't go too far off piece. Um, <laughs> 3D chassis for this one. Oh, 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 oh. I may have to do a Vic Rees rub of my thighs. That is one of the liveries <laughs> which I. Would really, really love. It's it was a disaster uh, in terms of the fact that the Audi Quattro. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty thing, that's for sure. Uh, so it's Michel Moutin, mm-hmm. Fabrizio Pons, Tour de Course, which was a rally that the Audi Quattro hated because it didn't have a handbrake and it wasn't very good on asphalt. Um, and then towards the end, they just didn't bother going to Corsica. Um, but then, yeah, so I've got a three D chassis for that one, which should make it bit better and it will have some staff's wheels which have become sort mm. of fun. it always reminds me of the league of gentlemen which was a comedy show on uh, bbc2 uh, sort of a dark comedy set in a town in the middle yes. of nowhere kind of based on the wicker man but in the north of england and um there was hillary briss the butcher who had special stuff um that people would go in for and have you got any of the special stuff? Nobody ever knew what the special stuff was. It was just left to your imagination what it might be. And in the same tone of voice, people talk about staff's wheels. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, do they? I'm not sure. I mean, I think you can order them quite freely. I don't think you have to wander up to the counter no, but, sideways no, and go, have you got oh. any staff's wheels? Yeah. No, people go, you know, oh, that's nice. Are you going to put some staff's wheels on it? Because it's just become a thing now. It's like, 
they are renowned I'm sure, for their. I'm sure Steve's delighted. <laughs> so it's, you buy you buy a slot car and you have to buy new tires and you have to buy new wheels. I mean, and a new chassis, and a new, a new chassis, motor and a new guide, new axles, and new gears. Apart from that, you know. Apart that, from that, yeah. So I've got this one to do that to. Uh-huh. I've got this one to do that to. Ah, I've got exactly that, uh, but I for some reason it's got no rear axle. Uh, and I can't. I've obviously used it for something else. And I can't think well, I'll tell what. You what. Buy a new rear axle and put some staff's wheels on it. No, well, I, I, I see. I quite like them as they come out of the box. So I've had to try and source a rear axle. Now, is that fly or this uh, is a is fly, it... which means it's considerably wider than it's most wider. BMW. Um, so that will have a three uh, D chassis under it. And yeah. So will this little fella. Ah. That's not wide. Scale electric <laughs> guinea. Um, it's definitely not wide. There are some stages where a thin car helps you. Oh, and my SRC beater. So if you look at the results of any slot rally uh, in the past couple of years, the SRC uh, Lancia Delta S4 is now the king of the drop. Uh, the Peugeot 205 was beforehand. So I'm building a black 037. Fly 037 which will have a 3D chassis um, from Slotting Plus. It will have SRC working bits. It will have slotted suspension. And it will have Staff's wheels. Okay. Are you getting some That's... Staff's wheels for that? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not, not only that. You... Not only uh-huh. that. Getting the air hubs. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, the I, I don't slot. believe that's very good. I uh, yeah, what livery are you going to paint? I see this is me. I don't care what hubs you've got. What livery are you going to put on it? This is going to be. Um, it's a black car with the Martini livery stripes, um, oh. which ran in historic competition uh, a few years ago, about ten years ago. And a mate of mine, Nico Klinger, who now works as the deputy safety. Uh, delegate for the WRC he's uh, Michel Mouton's number two um, he co-drove that car and Nico co-drove many many French people primarily also some Belgians um, anyone that basically wanted their notes read very well in a French accent and possibly in French um, <laughs> they called on Nico and uh, he's a top sort of a chap and I wanted something a bit different and I just think if you're not going to beat really good guys with SRC cars by running the same SRC cars because they're going to be much better than you are. So try and build something a little bit lower using SRC technology and mm-hmm. try not to crash as often. That's my plan. It's good to have a plan. I think Ooh. it's always good to have a plan. That's my 2024 um, resolution is to not drop as much time being off the track on rally stages. Being off the track. <laughs> It's always good, uh, and we should we should finish with a sort of festive because there is going to be a sort of dress rehearsal rally at the Farnborough Club, isn't there? In the twenty seventh of December, we are twenty seventh of December. Post- Not all the mm. membership was consulted about this, but um, <laughs> we don't tend to have a meeting between Christmas and New Year. It's normally fallow, um, and this year because we've only just done a rally in Abergavenny. Um, Lawrence and I were sort of quite g'd up, 
and we're hosting an event next year and probably taking part in the championship. So we said we'll do a mini slot rally um, on the 27th, starting at 2 o'clock. Uh, entry fee is a £10 slot car-related item, which will go into a pot, and then everyone picks the present at the auction. There's a, a tombola-y sort of a thing at the end uh, where everyone picks a present, and that's nice. And we'll do four stages. We reckon 16 people, four four cars per person, four stages, four people per group. Yeah, that's all right. You can, you can do that in an afternoon. So, yeah, that's the plan. And then go to the pub. Um, if I can come along, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, I, I will yeah. put a note on our Farnham Scale Extreme. I'm sorry, not Farnham. Farnborough Park. Farnborough, old, old habits die hard. Old habits die Farnborough Park Scale Electric Club uh, Facebook page and on Slot Forum, if I'm allowed back on there again. Um, might Just put the, flag of Swi- put the flag of Switzerland on it or something. Yeah, you'd be all right. I could, yeah, I could put my bright yellow Subaru with the Swiss flag on the roof. Yeah. Plans for me. Right. <laughs> Before we return to any of that sort of controversy, um, we shall call a D. And this is no. I'm thinking, will we, if you excuse the expression, squeeze in another one? <laughs> a bit, a bit like mince pies. There's always room for another one. <laughs> um, and the notion I've got is, if I can get along to the practice slot rally on the 27th, that might be quite good fun to try and record a podcast in the midst of a bunch of grown men having eaten too much food yes. um, and coming to terms with their, their slot rally cars. Um, but in case not, we shall wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas, uh, which is, depending on when I publish this, days or hours away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if we don't speak to you before the end of the year, have a happy new year. And we'll, we'll, we will be back pestering you with tales of slot rally cars and other stuff as soon as we can. A peaceful time to one and all. Cool. Thanks, Nick. Bye, everybody. Bye.